I thought we'd start the evening off with some gentle memes and Capricorn classical music. I'm into that. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, friend. Earth signs, water signs versus fire and air signs. (laughs) Don't you know that sometimes you have to flower smelling champion? Sagittarius, every time they feel sad and down. I'm moving to a new city where nobody knows me. That's perfect. Oh my god. Taurus, be like, if I say say first of all... all, You read it. (laughs) Run away because I have prepared research, data charts, and will destroy you. That's that's today, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's my dad. He loves his cat, and he has a lot of middle finger energy. Cancer. <laughs> Couple of good ones here. That's if you're hilarious. just listening to this on the RSS feed, you're missing out on some good memes. Why don't you look in the episode description for the link to the video? Me, after I guess someone's zodiac sign correctly in the first try. <sighs> Apparently... <laughs> Cooties is a Scorpio. Sneaky, possibly malicious, and forcing us all to prioritize alone time and screwing. Accurate. <laughs> yeah. I think we've seen this one before. It's still funny. I'm like, it's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Me explaining that astrology is real and you can't just look at your sun sign. Oh, it's so <laughs> true. The the lady at the CVS checkout. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll do some more memes later. <laughs> that was funny. That was yeah. Funny. The music was what's uh, it called? Uh, Puccini. The composer was Puccini, and the song was called Capricorn, or it was chosen for Capricorn. I don't know. I just quickly googled <laughs> music for zodiac signs, and this is what I got. I'll post it in the comments. <laughs> We I should have sent you. I should have sent you what I had. <laughs> no, you know what though? But wasn't that like tasteful with the classical was, music and tasteful. memes? Has anyone ever that done that nice. before? I don't even know. I don't think, maybe no, I don't think so. Breaking new that, ground here. That's so classic Aries. And you know what's funny about that? I have a North Node in my first house, so I'm supposed to do things that are different. <laughs> so, that's hilarious. Your identity. That's funny. Yeah. Cool. Identity well, and, and, and body and yeah. So, you know what? We forgot the part where we tell people who you are in case. Oh, somebody yeah. <laughs> doesn't know. Because a lot of people that watch the stream, I mean, like literally everybody commenting, let me just go through Chelsea, Eric, Cody, Slick Dissident, Jenny B, Jonathan, Juliana, Davin, Rachel, which is Sunseed. And over on the Rockfin side, we got the false reality check gang, one or two of them, probably two. And <laughs> Kabir, what's up, everybody? So a lot of these people are in our Telegram group, but, you know, introduce yourself anyway, because there are other listeners. That's true. That's true. I'm like, you don't know me? (laughs) (laughs) I try try to let the people know about you. 
<laughs> right. Um, that's awesome. Oh, there's people dropping what their signs are in the chat too. That's sweet. Yeah, I have Rockfin open on the screen so I can see all the people talking in the VIP club. Yeah, so my name's Kaylee. Hello. Um, I uh, I live in Canada, you know, just uh, I hang out online sometimes. Uh, <laughs> actually, um, I think, Chance, the first time I saw your work was actually one of uh, the inverted cyber tarot on Unslaved. That was the first, my introduction to your work. And um, yeah, I found God my way. Let me go on Unslaved so many times. That really helps. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> It does. It does. You found all the cool people that way, I think. But anyway, <laughs> most of them anyway. But yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of how I found your work. And then um, uh, I've just been hanging out on the Telegram, uh, dropping knowledge. And um, yeah, so I, I'm an astrologer. I, um, you know, my, the path of my career has been very um, interesting, <laughs> fascinating. I used to be a welder. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, actually I have a ticket in welding. I could weld in any Commonwealth nation if I so chose to. Not that I would really want to go um to like Australia right now. But uh uh yeah, anyway, uh, so I could though if I wanted to. Um yeah, I've been uh uh obsessed with astrology for not actually a terribly long time compared to some others out there, but what started as an unhealthy obsession has grown into something really beautiful for me now. So <laughs> You've clearly picked it up fast. You have a really amazing skill at interpretation and a good mm -hmm. way of building people up in their idea of their uh, potentials and possibilities rather than just the mm -hmm. like, this is your fate, which is what everyone hates about astrology is that like fatalistic yeah. version. You're guaranteed to die. Yes, that's that is guaranteed. But <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, my feet didn't fall off, Braden. Thank you. They didn't. Um, yeah. Now we got to uh, say that's that funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, it's we've uh, we started a bit of a, a bit of a trend challenging people to walk outside in the snow barefoot. And um, yep. So I took a video the other day because we had a really nice like kind of warm wave of weather come through. And uh, yeah, yeah it was almost good, up so. to zero, right? It was <laughs> it's like below zero, though. Yeah, it was still below zero Celsius. So yeah, it was still pretty cold. Um, yeah, get out there and ground in the wintertime, people. But strengthen up your souls. That's what we do on Telegram. Yeah. We show each other videos of our feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've taken several videos Sorry, of I think I started feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny about that? With Jupiter and Pisces now, it's all about the feet. <laughs> You know what? It's expanding the feet. You, oh, I never shit. thought of it that way, but shit really got real when Jupiter hit Pisces. I feel like the that... whole world got sick all of a sudden. Like, oh, it's a wave of the Omnicold, but what if it was just Jupiter and Pisces? That's how I see the it. The Flurona. Um, yeah, sure. That or that's, not that it's just Jupiter and Pisces, that but that's definitely it. part of it. It definitely is. Um <laughs> But yeah, the the feed thing actually literally just came to me. I didn't think of that till just now. That's hilarious. That's sometimes how uh, these like kind of things come up. They're like spontaneous. I'm like, oh, that's an association right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so good times. But yeah, the 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 feet videos is good. You know, if you like feet, so join us on Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> we have the best group ever. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Free the I ho- we better have yeah, free the feet. We better have memes about that later. I expect memes. <laughs> I know. We have a lot of great meme crafters watching right now. Like oh, I do. know that Sean SB Alger is thinking of all the feet memes that he might create. He's got some of the wildest ones, but Davin's in here. He does. He's a great meme master himself. And he there's is. probably others that I haven't mentioned. You know, shout out to all of you who I didn't say your name. Thanks for being part of our Telegram group. We have the most fun. And look in the episode description if you still haven't joined. I mean, there wouldn't even be a vibrant without the Telegram group, I feel like. This no. is uh, all an outgrowth of that really amazing community. And it's been fun. This is my favorite show. I, I, I didn't watch. I watched part of Mark's from last week, but the rest of them. I watched the rest of them. So you can't <laughs> anyway, keep yeah. up with everything any one person no. does. It's okay. I don't. No, you can't. I mean, it hurts I my though. soul that you didn't watch all of that, but it's okay. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that was a good uh, yeah. one in the end, though, because uh, the Alpha Vedic dude, Mike Winter, called in. That was like a special surprise. Sweet. Nice. Well, there you go. Now I'm going to have to go and finish watching it because that's awesome. Yeah, it was a little star but, power because yeah. <laughs> that yeah. dude's amazing. We right? talked about drinking pee. <laughs> Fa- I guess that's a thing. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, that is a thing I've learned recently. But, hey, thanks, Rachel. So. Uh, yeah, I literally went for a walk with a walking stick to ground because it's too cold to take my shoes off before this. Because I was like, uh, I was really anxious. So I was like, shit, I better go ground. <laughs> I'll say it again. The walking stick is the wizard hack for staying grounded. The reason why the wizard has a staff other than shooting fireballs out of it is to be to be electrically connected to the earth through the organic material of the wood. So get yourself yep. any like a stick. It doesn't have to be fancy, but make it fancy because then it can shoot fireballs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I grabbed our fire poker because it was smooth. So <laughs> and it worked. And it had a big cloak with a big hood on too. So I felt like a wizard. It was pretty awesome. There you yeah. go. I was, I was getting into character, you know. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I just oh, saw this shit. comment from Braden on Rockfin. Feet and pee. Welcome to the fam. <laughs> <laughs> oh says, my god. He believes Mike Winter only mentioned urine, eye drops, and enemas. Not drinking it. I was like, that's mm. you're right. Maybe he did only say the more extreme versions, but mm. hey, I'm not knocking it. If it works, it works, you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Maybe that's yep. the secret of the order of the golden dawn. Oh my god. Oh the oh my god, chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, well, so why are we wanted, here? if you wanted to get me laughing, you got me laughing. So good job. <laughs> Sometimes well, we, we really need to have a lot of laughs on the vibrant. That's kind of like uh, part of the point. But yeah, and I think the laughter is really good for breaking up what kind of a crazy fucking year we're in for. Oh my god, are we? You guys, you guys, you guys. <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. So, couple of disclaimers. My, I, I did make a presentation for today, and there is a disclaimer in there. But I'm going to start with one more disclaimer that's not in there. <laughs> so. A big misconception with astrology is that um, all of these transits hit everybody the same. And it's not true. Um, first of all, for, oh my god, Kabir. <laughs> the golden dawn starts with a golden shower. You guys! <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> I'm going to have to close that window. Anyway, uh, so for, first of all, first of all, 
things affect you based on your own level of being. So if you are in the consensus state, you're going to have a bad time, okay? Um, <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but really, seriously, like the more... The more work you're doing on yourself, the more individuated you are and so forth, the less these kind of like astrological weather transits will affect you because you're vibing above it or, you know, whatever. There's lots of different um, reasons, but that's that's basically it. So like how how uh, Jupiter and Pisces, for example, is going to affect you is going to be different based on where you are in your own personal journey and also based on what your birth chart looks like. Cause like that meme said, the lady that's describing like, you can't just go off your sun sun. It's true. It's so true. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, how, how, how things play out in the collective is often, you often see a much lower vibing kind of version of things play out in the collective than what actually plays out in your individual life just just based on just that alone like how literally how you're vibing <laughs> more or less yeah, how you're vibing clutch my <laughs> southernite crystals really close and and pray Sa sage That's every day like. <laughs> sage every day <laughs> it's not a joke like i'm at the point of, like i have to sage the room a couple times a day <laughs> it's it, otherwise like my ability to stay yeah. focused and on track is like it just diminishes but if yeah. i do this if i sage the room then for some reason my brain's like yo bitch you just saged you're fine don't <laughs> it, like i don't know these like, yeah i'm like really matter they really matter she's doing it right now <laughs> <laughs> they do though but they also, do yeah sage, yeah sage your crystals and your objects and things that you wear mm -hmm. not just your body yeah. that's another big one like yeah. these these things need cleansing too although yeah. I think selenite works pretty well as a, like a crystal that is a sage. You can, I That's tap things with selenite, pop, and that can do it too. But then still sometimes okay. cleanse the selenite itself in sun, mm -hmm. sunlight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Chance, we could do a whole episode just on psychic protection and, and that kind of hygiene. stuff. Yeah. Energy hygiene. And that I think honestly. I don't take a lot of real showers, but I sage a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I use Palo Santo every day, baby. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Anyway, um, yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting year. Like Jenny said, hashtag buckle up. And, um, um, yeah, any anything you can do to stay more grounded and in your body and in the moment, the, the better. So... I think that's honestly why we started the stream talking about <laughs> walking barefoot or using a staff. And actually, right before we got on stream, I was literally doing yoga and listening to music because I have a ridiculous amount of nervous energy. So I was like, fuck, <laughs> I got to deal with this somehow. We're going to go on there and be but just But it's crazy. all just your so friends here. We're all friends. I know day. it is. It's all just my friends. That's the best part. But I did I did send this link to a few places. So I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be talking about some shit. <sighs> you should check it out. But anyway, yeah, so being being on camera is scary for me. But anyway, yeah, ground, ground, be in your body <laughs> and stay on top of your spiritual hygiene. That is my biggest three tips for making it through this year. Great. That should be kind of your yeah. toolkit any year. So. Hopefully yeah, we get better advice be. than that. 
as we go forward. There there will be, but like that's <laughs> number one. Okay, Chance, shut up. There's a whole presentation, okay? But like yeah, in, clo in closing. You want to do the disclaimer? <laughs> well, that was that was my disclaimer. Okay, yeah. So astrology is swampy as fuck. Disclaimer. There's why? a disclaimer in another disclaimer. So yeah, so astro astrology is swampy as fuck. Okay. Um You're I have swampy. been swampy swampy meaning um like a bog uh yeah like a bog like it's it's a lot of delusion <laughs> there's I had a, a lot dream of the other night that i was on like a little raft with my family and a couple of close people in my life and mm -hmm. they were like trying to go through this dark swamp on this raft and a dragon was attacking but it was so dark because it was cloudy you couldn't even see stars or the moon. So it was like <gasps> almost pitch black. And the only light you got was when the dragon was like, I'm coming in with fire, but I could oh, fly. Damn. And so my job was to fly around and distract the dragon while they tried to get to this castle. And they wow. got to the castle and then they're hanging out on the castle walls and there's still a dragon. And we didn't really figure out what to do about it as far as I remember. And then I woke up. That's, <laughs> That's that'll be tonight. <laughs> <dream story. laughs> That's so crazy. I was picturing the Six of Swords, the picture on the Six of Swords as you were describing that too. That's interesting. The and the Six of Swords, just for those that don't know, in the Rider Waite anyway, it's a it's a picture of um three people in a boat with six swords, obviously, making their way over water. So that's interesting. So yeah, anyway. Um so yeah, swampy. Define swampy. Um there's an no, we awful get it. <laughs> okay, good. I'm like, I know it's, I'm on Chance's dorky. show, it's, but it's do unclear. I need to? Do I really need to go over this? <laughs> it's murky. It's unclear, or or it's clear, but it's obvious that the person doing the astrology um, is not individuated and in the consensus state. Let's just put it that way. So that that's the other big thing. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's pretty much the second point there is it's really difficult to find quality astrologers that are not going with programming or brainwashed. And I had uh, a hell of a time finding um, uh, different astrologers that uh, are openly against the agenda. There are some. I have found some, but it's difficult. So, you yeah, know, a lot of them I, just want to like build an audience so they don't want to go against the grain too much. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's, why I that's like huge. My boy Peace Dealer. He's actually like, yes, you know, making fun of the stupid shit pretty well. I know. I love Peace Dealer. Peace Dealer is awesome. Also, Starseed Astrology. They've been very much um, not uh, conditioned. <laughs> yeah, and of course, you know, you just you have to listen to what people say and take everything with a big grain of salt. And um, yeah, do do your own thinking. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Do your own thinking. <laughs> yeah, the value of a lot of astrologers, content creators, I would say, is just that you get the info on what the transits are. And then you should think about what those planets mean to you and your relationship to the archetype. And what totally. the, and then that should inform you a lot more about like what to expect. Yes, 100%. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so also I will be talking quite a bit about uh, or from the perspective of mundane astrology, which means worldwide astrology. Um, and I'm not really an expert on mundane astrology. I'm really not an expert on, on any of it. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a human. I'm a human. And I've uh, been doing this just, just long enough that I think I got some pretty valuable insights. Um, and mundane astrology is, is newer 
to me. Um, I'm used to looking at at things from a personal point of view rather than like a worldwide global point of view. But I really dove into it for this presentation and I'm excited to share with you my research. So yeah, right on. Just tell me when you yeah. want to pull up a, a slide and we'll hit it. I kind of uh, like bring it down so we can see our faces a little bit and so I can see the Rockfin chat because uh, there's great chats going on over there. Yeah. Oh, do you want to hit the the USA uh, Pluto return? Yeah. That's one of those like clinchers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about that. Was that whole sound effect there? So yeah, Pluto yeah. return. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so the number one biggest thing that we're going through right now, and that we will see a kind of a climax and bubbling up of this year is the USA Pluto return. What this means is that Pluto is returning to the same position and degree it was when the US Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776 on July 4th. So <laughs> Pluto will make it to 27 degrees and 33 minutes Capricorn on February 20th, 2022. Damn, Pluto will- there's a lot of twos. Pluto will pass this point, hit it in retrograde, and then hit it a third time before it moves on. So this year, there will be three Damn. hits exact of Pluto on Pluto. Yeah, it's triple a triple. It's a triple. It's a So anytime you have a Pluto, a Pluto transit of any point, you get three hits and it sucks because <laughs> right now he, Pluto's been crip walking over my moon. So I'm like, are we fucking done yet? <laughs> It's like in <laughs> the movie Zombieland with the double tap. It's a, it's a triple yes. tap, and we're the zombie. Precisely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. sure. Precisely. <laughs> oh, my, my God. That's metaphor. <laughs> oh, man. Snake says, bikes uh, and guillotines, my friends, coming soon. You'll have plenty to drink, Snake, with the blood of tyrants. <laughs> exactly. Out of skulls. I would never drink uh, blood, but, uh, you know. Yeah. If, uh, if I had to, maybe the blood of tyrants would be my choice too. Maybe it's good fresh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> maybe since they're like reptilians and not humans, it wouldn't be cannibalism. I don't know. This this just in. Vampires are back in. <laughs> <laughs> if you drink yeah. vampire blood, does it make you a vampire? Watch out. Sorry. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. Sprite. Ooh. Good point. Yeah. Okay. So in order to understand what this means, and there are lots of videos out there about this. So I'm going to just going to kind of kind of breeze through it a little bit. Um, Capricorn essentially um, represents established structures, the foundation. It's all very Saturnian in theme. It has to do with time. It has to do with your public social obligations. It has to do with the structures of society. <laughs> it often is the sign of rulers. So is Leo, but Capricorn's the top of the mountain. It's the leaders, the ones that are telling everybody else what to do because they know how it all works. Pluto in Capricorn has to do with, um, well, as Pluto has been transiting Capricorn since 2008, we've been seeing, uh, the decay of these structures come to the surface and essentially Pluto's job is to purify and transform. Hey, hey Samson house, what up? Oh shit. There's so many people here. Anyway. So essentially Pluto's Pluto's job is to transform, to transmute. Right. So as Pluto's been going through Capricorn, we've been slowly witnessing the decay of these structures. 
So now once Pluto hits this point, and I mean, we've already been witnessing it, we're going to see a complete revolution and transformation of the established structures, Capricorn, of society of the United States. And this will ripple out and affect everybody because the United States does in fact affect everybody. <laughs> so as the States hat in Canada, hi, um, we're watching with bated breath. <laughs> um, yeah, so this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. It's going to be a more of a drawn out kind of thing. It's going to ricochet for a little while. It's not going to be over in the next year, um, but it's, going to be coming to a head, right? So we're going to witness it and we're, we already are. So I'm really, I'm very curious to see how this plays out for you guys, for us, for everybody. <laughs> so as a, a noob, my question yeah. here is, well, let me bring that back up. Actually, it's kind of helpful to look at the <laughs> second hit in July. Mm -hmm. Pluto is retrograde. Yeah. So other, mm -hmm. other planetary positions would maybe also influence the flavor of it hitting that node or not node but like a natal spot point yeah totally yep definitely like that uh, would be yeah let's see in july we would be in cancer on the 11th mm -hmm. right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so when that happens the sun will be opposite from pluto okay so that seems like that would matter yeah it will <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> let's just say it will <laughs> Yes, Chance, you're absolutely right. Um, I personally have a Pluto-Sun opposition in my chart, so I'm kind of familiar with how that kind of works out. Basically, I have a lot of battles with authority figures, um, even within myself. Uh, so that's, it's going to be interesting. Let's just put it that way. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, it, Obviously, how things are aspecting Pluto is going to change how things happen through the year. But that's just that's how time works. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't stay the same. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, if you wanted to look at all like each chart for the exact hits, we could. But I don't think that that's really I don't think that's going to change anything. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's so tempting with astrology to go like super, super, super hardcore into all the little details to try and control the outcome. I really love controlling the outcome. I have a Capricorn Ascendant, a Capricorn North Node, a Capricorn Moon. I, if I could control my life, <laughs> I would. But um, we can't. Uh, all we can do is control ourselves and how we react or respond to different situations. So I caution against um, <laughs> going so far in that you're trying to like see exactly how things are gonna play out because it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah, that would just drive you crazy. Yeah, it probably it probably would. So crazier. <laughs> crazier. Exactly. Oh wow. Crazier. So You've got some more info on Pluto returns, just so we might know. Oh what yes. Into. Oh yes. I did research, man. I did research. That oh, meme boy. was correct. Okay. Okay. So I see a thirteen thirteen. That's quite a dramatic yes. year already. There's more Isn't than it? just what you're saying. Isn't that when they supposedly okay, okay, took out the Templars? Okay. I'm getting whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Yes and no. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. So in order to really like understand how does a Pluto return actually happen? 
in like what actually fucking happens. I had to go and look at some other nations that have had Pluto returns to see, okay, like what the fuck are we looking at here? Um, so um, I found this research from an astrologer, Jim Eshelman. And when I actually looked him up, this is why I put the disclaimer at the beginning. He actually is a, uh, a member of the, uh, I, I don't know if you call it like the church of Thelema or he practices Thelema. I don't know, but either way, <laughs> You have to be careful who you're getting information from. So um, just kind of, you know, watch out. But anyway, so England, this is the first kind of empire that I like started researching for Pluto returns. England has had three Pluto returns so far since their um, kind of inception when William the Conqueror was crowned in 1066. So the first one would have been around 1313, 1315 ish. Um, not a ton of research, not a ton of like information was easy for me to find. Now I'm not an alternative researcher, so there I know there's a lot more I could look into, but essentially we need to understand what where their Pluto was is in the beginning of Pisces. So themes of Pisces are definitely gonna be um coming up in their Pluto returns, right? Pisces is all about spirituality, right? The church. So, <clears throat> thirteen thirteen, England was being um, had a King of Edward, uh, King Edward the Second. He was considered kind of a weak ruler, um, and uh, essentially there was a huge famine that occurred. Thirteen fifteen, ruler who has little ability to hold the loyalty of nobles. Are you talking about the Fresh Prince of Smell Hair? <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, uncle, Uncle Joe, creepy Joe. There could seems, potentially be some similarities. Like, I'm pretty sure I could beat him in arm wrestling. You probably could. Um, yeah, he would try to smell you though. But I don't know. Uh, you're, I, don't, I don't think you're I his type. Him at arm's length. <laughs> I don't think you're his <laughs> type. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. So yeah. So anyway. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of you for a second, but it's you're saying there's a dramatic cooling of the earth at that time. I also yeah. think that we're going through like like a heavy precipitation mini ice age cycle right now from what a lot of researchers I follow are talking about that from what really I've the heard the opposite yeah. of global warming that's happening on the <clears throat> on the planetary cycle. It's so, very interesting. Yeah, for like solar cycles and stuff too. I'm not super familiar with that research, um, but I have heard that a lot. So yeah. Um but yeah, interesting, right? Uh apparently Apparently, I couldn't find, um, oh, no, it was for the, the later date. Yeah, I don't know. I think that there, um, yeah, that year, that famine, supposedly, this is from Wikipedia, so it could be totally false, but supposedly there had been a ridiculous amount of rain, and it was very cool, and then the crops were just crap, and then, you know, kind of snowball effect, to uh, a I great family where the crops were craps, <laughs> craps. They didn't have very good craps. They didn't have Sorry, the eye that was not intentional. Thanks, chance. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> what the hell, chance? But anyway, so it was kind of a kind of a shitty time, but great famine. And then what ended up happening, the result of this, and why this is why this ties into Pluto in uh, Pisces, is that as a result of this famine. Um, and the mass death and all of the like crazy crap that happened because of that, um, there was a significant loss of trust in the church and in the power of prayer. Pluto in Pisces. So 
they were blaming the corruption in the church for the reason that prayer wasn't working anymore. And that was the beginning of the domino effect of England leaving Protestantism. Of course, I'm not taking into account any secret society involvement in any of that, but very interesting. Yeah, it makes me think like, yeah, right now we're getting the, in my opinion, manufactured creation of distrust and lack of faith in authority and government. I think that that's on purpose to set up, you know, set up the dominoes, knock them down and have problem reaction solution. The next thing ready to go waiting in the wings in terms of probably like a world government. Totally possible. uh, From what I know about the, the Anglican church creation in England and the fight between the Protestants and the Catholics there was that it was funded on both sides by, um, you know, the Vatican, <laughs> they created their own opposition and control it. So yeah, that, that is my understanding as well. Got, you know, their court wizards ready to go to see where the star sky clock is heading and okay, Pluto return in Pisces. Well, there's going to be a lack of faith in the church here anyway. Let's capitalize on it and right. create our own opposition and control it. And that is the like megalom- megalomaniacal controlling of what the uh, results of the astrological transits would be like and what you're that, talking that, about don't try to do it'll the... drive you crazy <laughs> well they probably yeah. have enough people on it to actually make an end <laughs> in that effort right and that's probably like that's kind of the dark side of pluto too's control so very interesting um okay so then the next pluto return would have been around 1560 to 50 So I had to do a little bit of digging around here, but essentially the biggest things that kind of ended up happening is this was, this Pluto return would have been right before Elizabeth I was crowned as queen. So there'd have been all that drama with Mary, Queen of Scots and all of that stuff. And even the question of Elizabeth coming into power in the first place. Um, But essentially there were some laws passed, um, this is the breakdown of the Catholicism and Protestant, like, fight. <laughs> it kind of, like, came to a head at this point. So, um, before Mary came into power, uh, they were essentially outlawing Catholic, uh, Catholic um, practices. And then Mary comes into power and she's like, nope. We're changing that, making it so that um, the uh, priests are allowed to marry. um, Oh, sorry. Backwards. She restored Catholic practices and forced priests to be celibate again. So right before she came in, they're like, you can marry. So she's like, nope, back to Catholicism. Um, And then there's a bunch of other crazy stuff that goes on, including a bunch of Protestants were arrested uh, as heretics in uh, 1555. So this is leading up to the Pluto return and burned at the stake. Um, And then Mary becomes ill. And in that first return, you had the two burned at the stake, but that wasn't in England, I don't think. Right? Isn't that weird? There's a lot of burning. (laughs) It's creepy. But anyway, so then Elizabeth becomes queen, and then she passes two different... um, or gets Parliament to pass two different things, the Act of Uniformity and the Act of Supremacy, which essentially is what made Elizabeth the head of the church and Protestantism become the official religion. Uh, Church attendance was then compulsory. So that is control, (laughs) Pluto and Pisces, but also the changing of the head of the church and all of that stuff. So that's very, very Pluto and Pisces Um, craziness. 
Uh, yeah, so then <laughs> um, the last one, uh, in 1808-1810 ish, uh, industrial revolution is in full swing at that point, or the great reintroduction of technology. I don't know what I believe at this point. Um, <laughs> and um, there is supposedly, I say supposedly because there is no like solid records of it, but supposedly there's a volcano that erupted around 1806 that um, ended up lowering world temperatures. Um, yeah, but other than, other than that, um, there's lots that was going on especially in Ireland between Protestant and Catholics. Um, and then in 1801, England essentially would get a new birth chart because they signed the act of union with Ireland. So <laughs> a Protestant country taking over Ireland who is having a Catholic Protestant war. So it, it's, it's craziness, but I'm interested in that lowering of world temperatures for a decade thing again. Right. That could Again, be a theme that we're about to experience. I just, hmm, interesting. But um, yeah, and so that's really interesting. But that would be if that is a pattern that's coming up. Um, it would probably be more likely to do with Pluto in Pisces rather than a Pluto return. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> um, we're talking about patterns for Pluto returns, but those are specifically when Pluto was entering Pisces. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. And I am definitely curious how um, weather will change as Pluto moves into Aquarius and then into Pisces. So now, now that I'm like conscious of astrology, I will be watching. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Anyway, the, the biggest takeaway from that, honestly, is that there are other nations that have gone through Pluto returns and they did just fine. <laughs> so this is not the end. Yeah, but maybe it's they didn't have the kind of baggage. The revealing. We got some, we got some like skeletons in our closet though. And... I'm sure England does too. Just saying. Oh <laughs> sure yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so chart for the USA. Yeah. So There's I a put lot of action on that chart. I put a, a couple of quotation marks here because um, there's debate amongst astrologers whether this is the accurate birth time or not um but this is the this is the chart based on information from um ebenezer sibley who's uh, an english astrologer so i put accurate time question mark uh, i don't know but also this is using mean notes Woo! Uh, <laughs> yeah so anyway yes i'm not gonna go mean notes yes like so sorry so kind? the no what well they're not but anyway um <laughs> the nodes of the moon the nodes of the moon are um they're they move in retrograde all right they don't move the same direction as of the planets um and the mean nodes basically is taking the average of where it actually is and like that's where it where it is the the mean nodes it's the mean between two things right the true nodes is they do move retrograde but sometimes they go back like forwards a little bit and then keep going so the mean nodes is the average of that movement so anyway i just had to put that because some people are uh you know some people might be curious it's an art as much as it's a science there's so many options Oh God, it is both. So, <laughs> so since we're talking about the Pluto return, it's important to know where Pluto is. Okay, so this is the birth chart. Um, 
on the left side there, I just realized you can't see my mouse, that's hilarious. <laughs> so on the left side there, where it says AC in the sign of Sagittarius, that is the rising sign. So according to this birth chart, the USA is a Sagittarius ascendant, right? Sun in Cancer and uh, Moon in Aquarius. This is important and becomes important later on. And then Pluto in Capricorn is in the second house. So the second house has to do with finances. Um, worth, self-worth, your values. So Pluto and <laughs> Capricorn. So it's in a very interesting house. that we're seeing the controlled demolition of the U.S. dollar right now and the replacement with digital currencies potentially. It is not an accident. Yep, it's not an accident. There are no accidents in astrology. It's crazy. But anyway, I could go over this chart for hours. I'm not going to, but it's just I wanted to throw it up there. So you could see and this could be inaccurate, like you said, like. for a lot of reasons. And um, like Gabriel just pointed out that maybe Ben Franklin actually started the signing in the cover of night. And then how do you decide like when the actual birth time is? Because there's no baby coming out of a vagina here. There's signatures on a piece of paper. Like, is it when you get a few mm -hmm. signatures or the first one or all of them? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I believe that. Uh, this Ebenezer Sibley would have essentially done a rectification for the chart of the United States, looking at a bunch of different factors to figure out like where the ascendant should be. Um, or he was in the know. I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's, there's so much that goes into determining whether the chart's um, birth time is actually accurate. Um, and when an astrologer does that for you, it's called a rectification. And um depending on like how good they are at it, it can take a really long time or just a, a lot of work to figure out the exact birth time. So um, yeah, and there's debate. So, but I went with this one because it's the most, the most widely used for the United States. And um, I don't know. I, Quick I don't, I just, question. I don't know if it's accurate or not. What's so what? I was told that I've been told that my mic volume's too low and I just tried to yep. turn it up. Uh, I mm -hmm. think that I did. And, you know, I've just had it on the same settings I'm always on. Is it better? I know I'm going to need a second for people to catch up and see uh, and, and tell me in the chat. But is it any better there? <laughs> I don't want to go too loud. But it's maxed out on my mixer like it normally is. So it's weird. Uh, anyway, we'll wait for someone to verify. I'm sliding it up even more. Tell me if it's too far. I don't know. Anyway, sorry for the production <laughs> Faux pas. <laughs> Bit better, That's brother. Okay. okay, cool. Thanks, Billy it's, Bob. It's vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sweet. It's live. You know, we didn't do a three-hour sound check. We did like a three-minute sound check. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I was ready to go an hour beforehand um, because I thought, you know, I had my time, my time exchange wrong, and then. Uh, yeah, and then to to sound check, I was and then late. You fell so into I was, a yoga flow. I was doing yoga. Make it out. <laughs> exactly. I was like, um, I'm nervous. So I'm gonna. Do They're some saying there's a little crackling, and I think that's probably because you're on like the, mm. the earbuds, and you know, we're yeah, gonna have to make do with that. That's probably it's because they're kind of shitty. Sorry, guys. But next, let's like soon. Let's get you a cool microphone. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll rec I'll make recommendations on an inexpensive model. And we'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> one one upgrade at a time. <laughs> right. One upgrade at a time. Yeah. 
I'm sure you can see I'm using a, a Fuck super. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm using a super beautiful high tech laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do have a fancy operating system. I do. Damn I use, it, I use the Linux one. I use the Linux operating system, so it makes everything more complicated. Honestly, everything is simplified, but at the same time, complicated. But anyway. Yes, Snake. This is a road, and it's very nice. Mm. <laughs> Now we're stroking microphones on camera. Great. Yeah, I just looked a little phallic now. I'm like, whoops, I didn't mean to make that impression. Sorry. Uh, Pluto. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Braden in the Rockfin chat says, you better not, you better, you damn better not lose to Bitey Boy in an arm wrestling match. Just don't let him thumb wrestle you. I <laughs> don't know why I read that out loud, but that's <laughs> too funny. Oh, so. You have another chart as the next slide. Do you want to hit it? Do it up. Let's do right. this. Lock and Which load, is brother. Chart? Is this the okay. Pluto return we're going through this year? Or yes. one of them? So so this is called a bi wheel, where there are two wheels essentially. On the inside is the uh the US birth chart. Um where all the, the blue colored planets are. And on the outside is the orange with the orange planets, that's the transits. <laughs> just breathe with me now <laughs> the first thing that i actually noticed while looking at this transit chart oh, there's like a what i see is there's a huge pile up on one side and a huge pile up on the other side yeah 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 about that yeah well yeah so in in the birth chart there is a huge pile up over in the uh, seventh and eighth house um and uh yeah and then, of course, the transits are all happening down there, of course. Yeah, exactly. But the first thing that I actually noticed about this when I was looking at this is the Neptune opposition. And I, like, look at that giant, thick red line going through the middle of the chart. Neptune to Neptune. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I'm allowed to swear, right? Okay, so. <laughs> Y'all. No. <laughs> ne too late. So, Neptune. All right. Neptune can have some really beautiful expressions and Neptune can have some really fucking dark expressions. The beautiful expressions include unconditional love, um, forgiveness, uh, mysticism, beautiful things like that. Uh, the dark side of Neptune is delusion and addiction and um, like spells, fog, awful shit like that. So, for a nation to be going through a Neptune opposition at the same time as the Pluto return, that's kind of really intense. I feel like... Can I take a stab at interpreting it as an armchair newbie? Yeah, go for it. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can see my face is like, oh! This is how I see it. And I could be totally wrong. <laughs> I could be totally tell, wrong. You tell me, tell me if this is off base. <laughs> Maybe, and maybe, like, I'm not really taking into account what house the Neptunes are in, so that could be important, of course, but I'm thinking, like, so, like half of the country is going to be going deeper into addiction and mental slavery and uh, psychic death, psychic suicide, and the other half of the country will be going into expanded psychic abilities, powers, and spiritual depth that they've never experienced before. Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's, what <it> <laughs> that's what that feels like to me totally 100 it's uh yeah that's what that looks like to me 
that I feel like that illustrates the the great splitting that we're seeing really, really well, really well. Yeah. So yeah, good times. Anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that so y'all could see it. Um, Anything else in it you want to point out while we're looking at it? Or I'll move oh, forward. yeah, that's right. There is one more thing. So the that Neptune opposition also includes a square from the transiting Neptune to the natal Mars. So natal Mars is in the seventh house right beside the descendant line. Um, and then there's the, the 90 degree square between that and the transiting Neptune at the bottom of the chart there. So a, a Neptune square to Mars, essentially Mars represents like as a nation, the actions of the nation. It's also the soldiers or the police of the nation. Um, uh, it's the, the, the will to accomplish things, um, to make deals, to move forward in various ways. Um, a Neptune square can either, like you said, Chance, uh, spiritualize those actions and make people do things out of the goodness of their heart or out of charity or like really nice like new age kind of shit like that or or it can put like a fog over the actions of the nation can make it so that they can hide their actions or make it so that um there's this delusion or spell cast over the people that are represented by Mars, which also you could also consider like construction workers because they build things. It's Mars. Um, <laughs> but so like, well, there's two ways this could play out again. There's two ways this could play out. And it depends on, um, depends on the, the personal level of being of those people. Right. And uh, will we be able to see those actions? I don't know. Um, and considering it, Mars is in the seventh house, this is like, could even be like the people or the other nations that the U.S. has made deals with, their actions could be hidden. Um, yeah. And Neptune going through the... the Maybe like uh, 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 Israel? <laughs> I, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to guess. So <laughs> you tell me. I'm just telling you what the chart says, okay? <laughs> Also, ne Neptune is transiting through the third house of the United States and the third house. Oh, God, we're not. Yeah, let's let's not get into that right now, Rachel. Hold on. <laughs> it's too much. It's too Rachel much. Rachel wants anyway. to know, what do you think of that insane <laughs> conjunction conga line? You mean the one that's, that's, uh, that's in uh, Capricorn right now? So, uh, yeah, mm, I think it's going to be fun. That's what I think. So anyway. <laughs> Well, yeah, we gotta um, ex explain what that is when you're done with your current flow, just so we don't leave people hanging. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So so Neptune going through the third house. The third house represents um, the. Okay. So on a national level, the third house has to do with the like publications and writings of the nation, the communications of the nation, and Neptune going through the third house represents there being a fog and a spell cast over the communications of Censorship. the nation. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, a conjunction Congo line. <laughs> so that's Rachel's term. But a conjunction is when um, a planet or a point, when two planets or points are within a few degrees of each other. Um, so I just see a lot of lines. I can't tell which one's a conga line. 
<laughs> who are we conjunct between? I think by Congo line, she means like there's a, like one after another, like in a Congo line, you know, like. Oh, okay. Dancing, like do, you know, it's, uh, like you, doing like, the limbo. I, yes. Well, no. Like everybody's kind of like ho- touching each other in a line, and they're like we- weaving in and out around the. Yes, Jenny, fog of war, exactly. They're weaving in and out through like a cheesy wedding party. You know, you've never been in a Congo line. Like everybody holds each other's shoulders in a line, and. You know, I've only been to lame no? weddings, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, uh, I believe I haven't she's been talking to very about... many. I avoid weddings, actually. And just Fair because enough. they're they're boring. They are boring. They're very boring. Um, yeah. So I believe she's talking about the pile of the planets in Capricorn. So um, yeah, tequila. Exactly. Jenny knows what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah so well there's pluto in capricorn and this is she's talking about the um the transits so the orange planets in capricorn at the bottom left side of the chart there there's uh pluto and then there's both mars and venus and then the vx that means vertex so the it's a mathematically calculated point don't worry about it right now um (laughs) It's too much to explain. <laughs> it's like a, another descendant, basically. But yeah, basically, there is a lot of stuff going on in Capricorn, and it's not fun. Let's just put it that way. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I, I, I could, I could go, I could go over this for hours, Chance, but I have a presentation to get through. <laughs> yeah, we need to hit the next slide, maybe. <laughs> yes, yeah, the next slide, slide. Because this is one that we're already experiencing. Oh God. Yes. Yes, so Jupiter and Pisces. This is fun. This is fun. Um, Jupiter and Pisces. It's going to be in Pisces for a little bit, just a few months, really. And then it's it's moving through there so freaking fast. Okay, so like I said on the screen there, it'll be exactly conjunct Neptune on April 9th, which is I think is I think is pretty cool. That's the next kind of thing that I did a bunch of bunch of research for. So that's coming right up on the almost to the date the analemma crosses too, the mm-hmm. tax day, the fifteenth of April. Interesting taxation. You know, tithing I would consider a Pisces theme. Taxation, that's like eighth house, but interesting. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so Jupiterly in Pisces until um, it moves into Aries on May tenth. And wherever then, Jupiter goes, he expands things. Yes. Yes. And thank Pisces you. is the deep expands. depths, like the, the deepest reaches of the unconscious, the spiritual world, yeah. the, the unseen mm-hmm. world, the mm-hmm. deep, deep water. Mm-hmm. So that could that's also kind of where like depression, death, doom, mm-hmm. isolation, mm-hmm. that type of stuff lives there. Yep. But also like Endings. spiritual insight, intuition. You know, the mm-hmm. mystic abilities, all those things live there. So it really, to me, Jupiter and Pisces fits the theme of the interesting Neptune opposition for the United States, the NATO totally. and, um, and solar year Neptune opposition, because it's another mm-hmm. version of that two possibilities, like deep, horrific mm-hmm. depression and, and sabotage by your own subconscious or mm-hmm. spiritual expansion. Totally. And, and Pisces is two fish too, right? So that's really interesting. Um, yeah. So, 
Uh, last year when Jupiter dipped into Pisces and then went back into Aquarius, I noticed while Jupiter was in Pisces, uh, a huge expansion in, um, just my own spiritual life. Uh, like I, uh, before that happened, I was seeing like triple digits and little synchronicities and stuff like that. When Jupiter went into Pisces before, just synchronicities off the freaking charts. It was crazy. Um, and I've been noticing the same thing. So I think that will continue, especially if you've been doing your doing your work and, um, you know, uh, not just playing video games all day long, because <sighs> that's, that's the that? other thing, no, I right? Never uh, I've, I definitely did that last week, but. Uh, <laughs> when I got the coup or whatever the fuck, the, like the flu-rona or just the cold, yep. I don't know. The hardcore, Let's just call the, it a cold. The, de the detox that you went through? It was a hardcore detox, but I crushed yeah. it, like compared to everybody else who was who's still sick right now. I'm in fighting shape, but at that point, that was when I played a lot of video games because I couldn't Fair do enough. anything else. Yeah, and I was you, on a vacation from the show anyway. Yeah, you got to rest. And yeah, you you rocked it last year. Like you put out so, so many shows. What you, more than 52, wasn't it? 52 interverse episodes, which would be one for each week. That's my high score at this point for the main show. And then I That's started Vibrant awesome. and I was a guest on a bunch of shows. So there it was my go. best year. <laughs> you deserve that vacation. Sound healing. And your, your body was like, okay, we're done. Rest now. <laughs> <laughs> I was planning on taking a vacation that week anyway. And then it was not an option. That's so funny. Actually, oh my, my vacation for that week was I was going to work on a side project all day, every day for the whole week and try to do it in one uh, week. And side so that project was, was video games. <laughs> it turned out to be video games. I'm working oh, on well. an, an audiobook production. So now I'm having to do that now. <laughs> Cause I couldn't read while I had the sniffle attack, the super oh, sniffles. Yeah, this exactly this. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So these are the dates of <laughs> Jupiter moving in and out of Pisces. And if you go to the next slide chance, I've got some, a uh, little bit of research. So, <laughs> so, Little I bit. tried to yeah, just a little, this is <laughs> this the is condensed great. version. This is the condensed version. Um, <laughs> I know how it is. So I when I make slideshows on Unslaved, I end up having to go on twice. Right. I know. Just I'm to like, get through it all. I'm like, oh man, can I fit more information on here? No, I can't. So yeah. So I went and looked up what happened the last time Jupiter and Neptune conjuncted in Pisces. So now Jupiter's cycle through the zodiac is 12 years. It goes pretty quickly relatively speaking um oh that is our telegram okay Sorry. <laughs> that's okay anyway so it, it goes pretty quick so it conjuncts neptune fairly often um but in pisces is what i wanted to know about because there's such a a, a huge range of things that could happen um like my my brain goes in all kinds of different directions but on like one side of the spectrum, I'm like, oh my God, are we going to see like this crazy, like mental health pandemic? Like, is that what this, is that what we're going to see? Like people losing their fucking minds? Or are we going to see like spiritualization like we've never seen before? Uh, I don't know. So I went and looked in history. Okay. What did we see the last time this happened? Um, the last time they conjuncted in Pisces was 1856 in March. So I looked at that year. Okay, what happened that year? What happened that's related to Pisces? Well, there were four major shipwrecks that we know of. Um, the SS Pacific, 
The Driver, The Ocean Queen, and John Rudelidge, they all sank um, or were lost at sea, killing all of their passengers, except for the last one. I think the John Rudelgeg, there was like one survivor. Um, and then another thing happened, April 16th, there was the Paris Declaration Respecting Maritime Law. Very interesting, considering I know you've been reading Peter Sabak's work. I'm very curious about um, what you think about this. So this, this law abolished privateering, which I put in quotes because <laughs> we all know there's still pirates out there, um, <laughs> and essentially was supposed to regulate um, between ships, who was belligerent, who was neutral, and who was shipping. Um, so I'm I'm very curious how that plays into some of the stuff. About belligerent we're means that now. you're just not organized. Like belligerent just means you don't have your paperwork together, or you don't have you're not like following the law to the letter. But it doesn't mean you're necessarily like uh, criminally intent or like mm. now we use the word belligerent totally in incorrectly to what it means legally. So I wonder if this law was about bringing everybody in line and being like, you have to be part of our mafia or else we're not going to let you ship here. Absolutely. So I, that's what it would be right, about. Right. So I'm really Especially curious. If it was happening in 1856 in Paris. That's like Freemason right? central. Right. I know. So I'm really curious about, um, how that might uh, ricochet or affect or change or even be mirrored now with our laws regarding commerce and the use of different currencies and stuff, which isn't strictly Pisces, but we're seeing uh, an echo of this time. So anyway, um, another really cool thing that happened April 29th, um, the first iron hauled paddle steamer that was fast <laughs> was made and completed the fastest transatlantic crossing. Um, yeah, so it was the first record breaker constructed from iron. Um, and iron is like Saturn. So I was like, how does iron that- iron was Mars. Iron, well, swords Saturn's are Mars. Lead, Mars. Iron is lead. Yeah, I think you're right. But anyway, so I was like, how does that, how does that kind of uh, fit in there? Well, it turns out um, at this time there was also a sextile to Uranus in Taurus. So Uranus is all about scientific innovations, and uh, <laughs> the sextile was like interesting. So there's, yeah. So uh, but yeah, I did. Like I didn't. I didn't see Mars technology makes sense because Jupiter conjunct yeah. Neptune. Yeah, and then we get yeah. a hurricane, a mass murdering hurricane. Mass murdering sure hurricane. We won't see any of those this year? Yay! I hope not. And then, um, and then there was a, a canal that was inaugurated that connected the Gulf of Finland to um, a lake, and it was supposedly really important. Uh, yeah, and canals, I, canals are also highly suspect when you look into them. It's like sometimes they were already there, and when it's inaugurated, they just claimed they built it, but it was already there. That's a real interesting, thing. Interesting. Ooh, ooh, and Pisces and Neptune is all about delusion and, like, fraud and stuff, too. So I, I wonder. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder. So anyway, those are just some themes that I found. And you go to the go to the next slide. There's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Iron Ironsides was. Oh man, Jack you really Parsons did get some information in here. Jack Parsons is creepy as fuck. Anyway, yeah. Okay, okay. So this next one, this is interesting. So there was a secret society nicknamed the Know Nothings. 
because when you approached one of their members and tried to ask them about their policies or their agenda, or whatever, they would say, I know nothing. So they were given the name, they know nothing. They nominated a presidential no uh, candidate who ended up, he wasn't um, elected. Somebody else was picked a Democrat. Uh, of course, you but... want to get Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I thought this was really interesting because they were public about their nominee. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, but it was just it was secret society involvement in politics. And um, Jupiter is uh, as well as being all about expansion. He also like on a mundane level rules things like courts and judges and stuff like that. So very interesting that there is secret society involvement publicly <laughs> in politics. So anyway, and then there is in May 14th or in May around May 14th, there is a, um, the San Francisco committee of vigilance was founded and they were essentially a vigilante gang, um, <laughs> or organization. Oh man. It sounds like snake Jones organization. Yeah. Right. I know. Gangsters arresting democratic party officials. If that happened, this may people would be stoked <laughs> i know i was like holy when they shit say lynching really? gangsters Fuck. arresting democratic party officials i see no difference between the two <laughs> <laughs> well it's all the in mafia the, in this case supposedly the gangsters weren't political members but exactly it's all the mafia exactly so yeah that was really super interesting um and actually i would suggest or uh maybe if people wanted to uh, look look them up, because they have they had this coin that was very interesting. Uh, the symbolism on it was quite striking. Right, right. Sign me up. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, along several the same universities founded. I'm sorry. Several no, universities. Yes, several universities around the world were founded, including different fraternities in universities. Again, secret society involvement. When you look um, into the universities being founded around the country, at least around the U.S., again, it looks like they were just found dead, founded, and people mm. moved in and took it over. Not that they were built at the time. Like some of the craziest Pirates. world architecture ever are the universities that are like the, the Ivy Leagues and things like that. And there, mm. I remember watching Michelle Gibson videos where she goes over some of these and there'll be like a town or maybe this was a John Levi video, but there'll be like a town of, of 3000 people in like 1830. And for some reason they need to build yeah. a giant university with all this crazy architecture for a town of almost nobody. Yeah. And that happens over and over again, even near where I live in Columbia, Missouri, where the university of Missouri is at, there was basically nobody there, a tiny town and they name it Columbia. That's not <laughs> suspicious. And uh, it has these giant, like, Ionic Greek pillared buildings that then mysteriously burned down in a fire not long later. So, what do you know? Huh. <laughs> so, that goes with the what delusion you know? thing. Like, university, right. they picked a good time to found the universities at that time. Very interesting, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, second opium war begins. Opium connects because Pisces, escapism, opium. Right. Um, and then I put this one in specifically for Gabriel. Okay. St. Paul's School. St. Paul's School in Belgaum, I think is how you pronounce that, it was founded by the Jesuits. So this is information from Wikipedia. So 
take it with a grain of salt, but a St. Paul school was founded in India. And I was like, huh, that's come up a few times. That's come up a few times. Um, yeah. And then um, uh, the Global Financial Services Credit Suisse was founded <laughs> this year as well. So global connects because Pisces refers to like things in foreign lands that are really far away. So this is taking financial services to a global audience also you know gabriel's gonna style. take that and run with it he's gonna yes like, there'll be a video i know about it in a few days on his channel. i'm so excited <laughs> but but yeah so there's also the sextile to uranus um in taurus at the same time right yes i know he's already thinking so exactly so yeah so <clears throat> same kind of um energy with uranus and taurus the the change of the financial systems and with the sextile between uranus and the neptune jupiter conjunction and pisces it's like Okay, we're gonna take over the globe with our particular financial brand now. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, so that yeah, yeah. So that's what happened the last time um, Neptune and Jupiter conjuncted. So there's a lot to chew on there, a lot to think about. I think we'll see some similar themes pop up for sure. And um, yeah, I honestly I don't know how it's gonna play out. We're just gonna kind of watch and see. Yeah, we'll but essentially, through these amazing slides, yeah, right? Globally, expect some shit to get lost. <laughs> That's just how it's gonna. It's just how it's gonna go. Expect some shit to get lost. Um, we could potentially see extreme weather patterns. Um, I think I already said before, not on camera, but I already said before that I uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see some flooding. Um, and also, since Jupiter represents the quartz. Uh, and generals. Um, Pisces is all about forgiveness and endings. We may potentially, maybe, see some wars come to an end. I don't, I doubt that, but That's maybe, I don't know. They don't officially <laughs> no, start no, exactly. anymore. No, they don't. But anyway, I think uh, there is some conflict that's just going to be underground and hidden that we won't, just won't see, like generals uh, or court systems moving things in the background, right? Um, yeah, and we could see some uh, some different court cases or more court cases come up that are like resolved for the positive, and that's what I hope for. Oh um, yeah, there's already a trend going that way with more and more people now that we have access to the internet learning that oh, we can actually use the the court system to our benefit, and yes. almost everything that's done against us right now, especially in the cooties world, is fraud. So as soon yep. as like one person stands <laughs> up, it changes everything. Yeah. So um, my prime, my, my prime minister, <laughs> Justin Trudeau. He's, uh, he's not my prime minister. I know. I didn't. I'm like, oh, I want to even say that. But anyway, Justin but you Trudeau. You say like the, uh, the corporation known as Canepistan. Uh, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. But anyway, so he, he went on camera on a, a, a French television show and basically said that um, the un jabbed uh cannot be tolerated for much longer or and basically was like how long should we tolerate these people blah 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 um and uh on monday um i should check to see whether it was actually filed or not but on monday there was somebody that um decided that 
Uh, we're not going to take that hate speech because <laughs> they've been passing hate speech laws. So like, okay, that's hate speech. That's hateful and inspires. <laughs> yes. If Fe Fidel Strin Castro. Yes, exactly. Um, we're like, no, we're, we're not going to take that divisive speech. We're that's like going Castrati. to inspire I'm violence. Sure that he doesn't even have balls. Probably. Yeah. No, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So oh, they're like, no, okay. We're... His birthday. He's his birthday is supposedly Jesus' birthday. Interesting. God, he's a Capricorn son. Ugh. God, he's not, very, he's not very good at it. You can be corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you could be good at being corrupt. That's yeah, true. exactly. It is the devil. It does rule the devil card. And yeah, remember charts play out based on your personal level of being and karma and shit, right? So anyway, um, so yeah, somebody essentially uh, is is taking. Justin Trudeau to court for hate speech after he's passed hate speech laws and then dropped hate speech. So we're like, okay, we're going to use that on you now. <laughs> Rules for thee, not for me. Mm, we'll see about that. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think that while Jupiter is in Pisces, um, it is helpful to stay grounded but, but with better hair. Oh my God. <sighs> He's repulsive though. Anyway, uh, it's, it'll be helpful to stay grounded. Um, and if, uh, if, if you haven't already started some kind of spiritual practice, do so. Um, and, uh, yeah, this will be an excellent time for like internal, more quiet work. This will be an excellent time for art. Like, I would not be surprised if we see an explosion of beautiful artwork. Um, and there's a big caution to not get lost in delusion and escapism um, and and abusing substances in order to escape. So, yeah, do what you can to stay as mentally and spiritually healthy as possible. And... Um, <laughs> try to find the most positive way to look at things whenever possible <laughs> yeah the and, addiction uh, yeah. side of the escapism and addiction side of this is really important i think that uh we fight those battles for ourselves right now because mm -hmm. with the oppositions we talked about at the neptune one i mean it could be that the consequences for and especially it depends on your personal where you're at in your life like you know if you've had your saturn return and you're still not like mastering those type of hangups, then, you know, that's where you start to get consequences. If you're over the age of 28 or 30 and you're, you're still doing things that are hard on your body and you're not trying to like reverse the clock with getting healthier, the there'll be accelerated consequences on how that results for you. I think. Interesting. You'll age yeah. faster than, you know, you start aging rapidly from that point. If you continue being hard on yourself. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's my little preachy moment. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So artistic explosion sounds good though. I'm all about right? that. Right. I, I, I look forward to that. I look forward to that. Sounds like a good time to <sighs> remind everyone that after vibrant, we do flow state and oh, yeah. uh, I'm hosting tonight. Jim's Sweet. busy with an artistic explosion of his own. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's awesome. I uh, just recently pulled out um, my spirograph. I've got, you know, this was like a box that came like, like a toy for kids, basically with these like plastic rings and like 
circles and stuff with teeth on them and you like pin it down and then you can draw really fucking cool things with it. Anyway, I'm going to play with that, I think. Do you have it handy? Uh, like no. Because you showed us one in the telegram on the yeah, ground. I sh- yeah, I showed you a picture actually of Pluto because I was thinking about Pluto. <laughs> Not I feel did. like I should go pull it out of the group, but it's okay. Um, Maybe later. Um, how about you go to the next slide and then while I'm talking about that, you can um, pull yeah, it up. We only have a few left and then we have about 10,000 memes we could look at. <laughs> Perfect. I love memes. <laughs> and yeah, if anybody has any questions, I'll, I'll do my best to answer them. Cool. Okay, so other big, big other big thing that's happening. The nodal axis is shifting from North Node Gemini, South Node Sagittarius to North Node Taurus, South Node Scorpio. So this is a big deal. Why is this a big deal? Let me describe for you what Gemini Sagittarius is like, okay? South Node Sagittarius, Sagittarius is things like traveling to different places, um, belief structures, uh, things like And being publishing. South Node, it's easier. It means that it's like easy I'm, and comfortable for those things to exist. I'm getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So the South Node transiting through Sagittarius, we were being asked to reassess our belief systems. Some people were not able to do that. Some people rapidly or dramatically shifted their belief systems. Some people got stuck in their way of thinking and were like, nope, it's my way, and they doubled down on that. North Node Gemini asks us to expand our thinking, literally Gemini thinking, and look at different or new information and search for the truth. Um, the pro, the the downside or the downfall to North Node, aka Rahu, is that he is hungry. You have to feed him. He can get obsessive, and sometimes he can take shortcuts. So we also saw lots of people um, sharing information, really, really wanting to find information and the truth, but not necessarily double checking the facts of things before sharing things. So there's a ton of misinformation, but we had lots of people really, really looking and diving and searching for the truth, which I think is really cool. Um, uh, yeah. So anyways, that, that's what we saw. Also, we saw like people weren't able to travel straight up Sagittarius. People were not able to travel. We had to let go of our idea of needing to go somewhere else in order to have a vacation or have a spiritual or religious experience or whatever. Um, So now as the nodes are moving, we're moving from an axis of perception, which is Gemini Sagittarius, into one of the axis of resources, Taurus and Scorpio. Taurus is all about the earth. It's ruled by Venus. It's all about the physical assets. It's all about um, natural fibers, real things, physical things like leather and soil and like this wooden desk. (laughs) Um, It's about survival. It's about having the things that you need in order to support your body. So like real food. while Scorpio is shared resources, it's the merging of two people, two spirits, two sets of resources. Um, Scorpio is also about- it means that like a lot of people will have kids because it's been like really culturally attacked the idea of having kids. This is a very sexy axis, so that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we probably should continue populating the earth <laughs> with human beings and not become 
blame. transhuman cyborgs that are only grown in a laboratory. Right. Yeah. Um, so South Node passing through Scorpio is going to be really interesting because this can be Scorpio is all about transformation um, and death, but shared resources. So like there's this idea of merging and there's also this idea of um, using other people's stuff and detoxing from poisons. So like South Node Scorpio, uh, something that we might see a lot of is people being fucking poisoned um, or the consequences of those poisons playing out. Um, so I think so for some, it's another like split. For some of us, it'll be a time of purifying, and for some of us, it'll be a time of just consequences. Really, really need to die. Consequences. Let's just put it that consequences. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot going on with this transit. <sighs> I mean, with also with the North Node in Taurus ruled by Venus, South Node in Scorpio. This really is like the sexiest node possible. Node placement. <laughs> it is. It really is. Okay, because Taurus, on the most basic level, Taurus is survival. Procreation is for survival. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's perfect. Um, yeah, that's yeah, hot that's, hands. that's funny. That's um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, and Scorpio is like the merging of your karma, your spirit, and your paths after sex. Okay, it's also the Kundalini energy rising. So anyway. Um, some big themes we will want to be grounding as much as possible. I expect to see guerrilla gardening become a big thing. <laughs> I could also see um, more and more people getting really interested in regenerative agriculture, taking that uh, nice, I'm composting a batch of living soil as we speak. Snake Jones, you're the best. Anyway, <laughs> composting, yes, regenerative agriculture, um, things like food forests that will be huge. I think that um, there will definitely be a huge focus on obtaining the resources that we need. And how do we do that? We might need to rethink that a little bit, especially with Uranus also in the same sign. So really, I mean, <laughs> there's gnarly stuff and there's probably a lot of the gnarly things we didn't even, we, you can't look at every opposition, sextile conjunction in one talk. I mean, looking at the chart, at the, earlier, there was so much going on there, but I'm yeah. sure there are more challenges in this chart than what we, but the challenges are opportunities too. And it looks like to me, because the nodes have a lot to do with like our purpose for life and what, what comes naturally and the direction we ought to be orienting yeah. ourselves. And then past life karma and shit like that too. Seems like the sky clock space weather has got our back for what we actually <laughs> need to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially if, uh especially if you tune in like i've got some tune into like your body um i feel like south node passing through scorpio is going to be a really excellent opportunity um and if you view it as an opportunity like you were saying chance for uh it'll go better for you for releasing old traumas old wounds especially if you have had any issues with um sexual relationships in the past um, or just intimate relationships that need more healing or whatnot. We could also see people coming back from like past lives with unfinished business. Cause that's kind of the nature of Scorpio is like past life karmic merging type shit. So people that you had unfinished business with could very well come forward for you to complete things with not necessarily start anything new, but finish stuff with. 
you know, consequences. <laughs> That's just the word that keeps coming up in my mind is consequences for good or ill. For well, it's Ill. truth and consequences really with Scorpio. Yeah. It's Purity. both. Yeah. Is it, is it pure? Good. If it's not pure, it's not going to pass the test. <laughs> okay. We'll go. We got one or two more, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> So this is a special slide I included for the generation of Pluto and Scorpio because we, we, cause that includes me, we are experiencing something really interesting. We're experiencing a Uranus opposition to our natal Pluto at the same time as the nodes are coming through. So that's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Pluto and Scorpio, that's us. Hi. Um, we are a very intense bunch. Um, Pluto, Pluto and Scorpio tends to be put into different positions where we are powerless in order for us to realize our real true power and that it can never be taken away from us. So That's how many, how seasoned are you? Like what what level Scorpio. are you, Kaylee? What do you mean? What level am I? <laughs> I'm level 32. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm 30. Okay. So we both got this going on and probably a lot yeah. of people in the chat, the yeah, Pluto and Scorpio. We're, yes, here to, yes. we're here to wreck shit. <laughs> Is it pure? No, it's not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll have uh, the truth, please. That's yeah. all I want. And yeah. a glass of water. Yeah. Or tea. Yeah. So, yeah, tea's good. So, yeah, this is really crazy. Um, with the nodes moving through here, we, we, Pluto and Scorpio, will be experiencing a south node transit over Pluto at the same time that Uranus is going over the north node. Now, the nodes come through, um, they flip every nine years and come back around every 18 years. So 18 years ago, we did experience a south node transit Pluto. So if you think back 18 years ago, what kind of things happened? You might see some themes resurface. However, we've now gone through our Saturn return and Uranus is in Taurus. Uh, so it will be opposing Pluto at the same time. So there's extra layers and factors here that were not present before. That's, oh my God, it's crazy. So while thinking about these themes, Gabe, this is some of the stuff that I came up with. So number one, there is potentially huge karmic releases happening for this generation. I put of plutonic proportions because you need to get the picture here. It's, it's, it's big. Um, for some people, this could be a fruition, right? Different things like things coming from the past that you worked your ass off for to help now. Um, for some, it could be evolution, it could be things coming back to kick you in the ass, to get you off your ass, to get moving. Um, <laughs> things that are necessary to happen in order for you to evolve. Um, for most, you'll probably experience a combination of the two. Um, yeah, and so the fruition could look like unlocking ancient memories or skills or abilities, especially if you consider that Uranus um not your ass, literally, haha, but, but you're, you're honest, the planet represents um, our a higher octave of Mercury, where it's more like our collective memory, the collective mind. 
Yeehaw. <laughs> so the Gee North Node is the North Node is like accessing this and like tapping into it, and the South Node is also tapping into Pluto at the same time. So that's intense. It's really intense. Um, there could be this like sense of completion as things like complicated situations come to a close, like closing of chapters with like lovers from past lives and shit like that. Like I think there's going to be a resurgence of people talking about twin flame stuff because of the Mars Venus conjunction that's happening, but also because of this stuff. Like that was the last time you were on vibrant. We talked. About yeah. We were talking about twin flames and shit. We were, and I'm like, ah. we were talking that shit on twin flames. <laughs> I know I was talking so much trash. Anyway, <laughs> um, this is gonna oh, trigger man. And huge. Then life was like you're, you're gonna like ex have experiences that are gonna challenge you about this perception. <laughs> so far, every, every time, chance, every time. Oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. The, this is gonna trigger huge emotional shifts for people, both positive and negative. Um, like seriously, depressions, mood swings, illness, crisis, but this is for the purpose of transformation. So keep that in mind. Should anything crazy happen, it's for the purpose of transformation. Fucking Pluto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll be okay. Just pray. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there could also be like people being forced to pay up on different debts. That could be monetary. It could be spiritual. I don't know, but square up your finances just in case. Um, yeah, thing really I'm happy dark. To um, I got out of debt this the, uh, last year totally. Other than you Fuck. know, like the mortgage thing, but that's kind of to your benefit too, because my Fuck yeah, I buddy. live in a place where property value goes up. Hey, hey there you go. Nice. Yeah, so I'm nice. debt free. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I know that monetarily I anyway. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm yeah. all kinds of debt to like <laughs> my parents and my uh, supporters and the yeah. world at large for being really nice to me all the time. Aww. Huge debt. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But yes, there there could be some really dark, dark themes that come up. Um, so stay grounded. Really, that's that's really just you know keep yeah. returning so anyway. to that because it's good idea. Go I barefoot will keep walking up. in the snow. I will keep returning to this because it's fucking important. Um, yeah. My last sentence there, secrets, crimes, dark occult things from the past could surface because there are always consequences. And I feel like, honestly, for me, I think I harp on that so much because I have experienced the consequences of crazy shit. Like, probably from past lives. But anyway, you can go to the next slide. Okay. <laughs> Uh oh no I didn't fix I didn't finish it oh shit that's hilarious you have to go from okay. memory <laughs> I have notes on this screen so <laughs> so anyway um Uranus conjunct north though this is really cool okay um so that's a hilarious comment <laughs> slick dissident says I might start smoking just to supplement my own challenges in hopes of avoiding whatever destiny has in store for me as someone Good that luck. used to smoke tobacco it doesn't work that way. What happens is the authentic challenges that you might have had, like, you know, growing your platform or your ability to reach people with the truth, those all just get like completely shelved and you will have trouble making progress on them because you've added in this extra challenge that is more urgent and important to your life force energy to correct. That's my experience. Like uh, I had a lot of trouble making headway in places, other places of my life until I let go of unhealthy habits like that. My two cents.
Nice. I mean, there are also a lot of people that do well in like their their career and they also smoke like a chimney. But is their career about purity and truth? <laughs> like maybe not. <laughs> so savage, but <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just calling you it gotta, how I see it. You gotta come correct. Um yeah. Okay. So you're on I know he was just kidding. That was a really funny yeah. comment, but like yeah. <laughs> in case anyone needed to hear that. Uh yeah. Good times. Okay. So anyway, uh <laughs> so you're on a sun north node. I, t- I touched on this briefly, but I want to expand on it a little bit. Mars will also be going through there at pretty much the exact same time. So it's like just everything amplified with extra energy and potential for violence and explosions. Like, seriously, literally. Um, <laughs> so Uranus can represent explosions, literally. It's um, it's the sky god, uh, <laughs> you know? Um, also electricity and uh, innovations, like science, scientific innovations, is the mad scientist, right? And Rahu, or the North Node, um, is a very unusual and different energy, right? We're not used to North Node, wherever it is, but occasionally he can get um, obsessive and, like I said, make shortcuts, uh, which can be like the downfall of. So of Rahu and Aqua, energy. could that be Rahu and Aqua? Could that be why we're getting possibly like extra flooding and? No, 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 no. We're talking. We're talking Rahu in in Taurus. Oh, okay, North, North Node in Taurus. Sorry, I switched out my terminology because. Oh yeah, I Rahu originally. Is the North Node. Yeah, I, I when I started studying astrology, originally I was studying Vedic Saturn's astrology. So like, it'll be yeah. in Aqua, right? Duh. Sat- we had that Saturn, big yeah. Conjunction, great conjunction in Aquarius last year, oh, or year before conjunction. last. It's twenty twenty two. Oh my god. I know, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Saturn and Aquarius will square the nodes as they're going through Taurus and Scorpio. So Saturn square the nodes. That's going to be gnarly. That's called a fixed square, a fixed T square, and um, it's going to be rough. So fixed energy doesn't really like moving very much. It's like I kind of like it here. It's comfortable. You come to me, bitch. Okay, <laughs> that's fixed energy. <laughs> That's Taurus, by the way. That's my Taurus son speaking. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I you like come the, to me. I can see the fix is like please they bring defend, cookies. They hold their ground and they defend. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. Like Leo, yeah. Leo is a massive defender sign. Scorpio defends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got it's sure. very defensive. It's got the fucking tail yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. And the bull is just like fucking. Yeah, right, right. Uh, anyway, um, so, yeah, so the fixed squares is going to be interesting. There's going to be times this year where it's going to feel like, I want to do this, I want to go this way, and there's going to be things stopping you that you're going to have to overcome. Because um, Saturn is all about delays and obstructions and suppression. And Saturn in Aquarius, on a mundane level, definitely um, talks about like the control of the people or the movement of the people or the gathering of the people. Um, that's what we've seen this entire time with uh, Saturn in Aquarius is restrictions on movement and gathering. Um, uh, and also, I think that it could also be talking about control of how we use our assets, Taurus and Scorpio, or how we gain our assets, Taurus and Scorpio. So, I once edited a Wikipedia page to win an argument I was wrong about. (laughs) 
nobody aquarius oh that's my god aquarius, aquarius. <laughs> oh shit that's hilarious Sorry, it just felt like an appropriate one to pull up since we're talking about <laughs> saturn and aqua that's a saturn and aquarius move oh man i ha i have a i have a soft spot for aqua suns god damn it maybe yeah never mind i was gonna make a joke so yeah shush anyway so okay so you're honest in the north zone all right these are two because you're on or because the north node is such a hungry energy and uranus is all about breaking free and um shattering the mold and um individuating uh i think this is going to give us tremendous energy to break free from the mold right um i think this is going to inspire huge shifts in people this is going to help us a lot like help allow what we us need. we need to break out of the conformist thing because that's what yeah. the whole education system was about making exactly. uniform citizenry that don't have any think for themselves ability exactly yeah yeah um i think this is going to help us like help us tell ourselves give ourselves our own permission to decide our own destiny and choose our own path i think that's what this is going to do um this will require huge amounts of actual shadow work so actually working with the body actually working with traumas south node in uh, scorpio um and addressing the pain addressing the disassociation addressing um these things it's going to require us to ground into our bodies much as possible and i will continue to harp on that until i'm dead <laughs> um i expect a high degree of deep state fuckery this is why <laughs> because uranus is uh electrical things and science and it's in taurus i feel like we are going to see a ramping up of the energetic emf fuckery um, could it also represent a possibility of learning to tap into the natural ambient electricity of the earth itself because we're talking Taurus? Fuck yeah, why not? That's one thing that I didn't get into with George Wiseman in the most recent Interverse episode very much, but he's got, like, he's really into the Tesla research and uh, powering things with the actual ambient electricity of the air and the ground. and. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're very far away from, I think that's easier to do than the way we're doing it now. So we can't be that far away from a lot of people just getting it and doing it. Yep. Yep. That could be a definite, definite positive manifestation. Like personally, yes, yes, JLo, it is a good time to book a ch session with Chance. Absolutely. 100%. Um, yeah. You're, so like. You're my most returned client, you know. Oh, We've done you four need to, you amazing need to get sessions together. It's, well, it's, you know, it's good stuff. I'm um, glad that you did because like a lot of people just do one and they have great results, but I think, mm -hmm. uh, th I think two, three, four could really make a uh, thing stick more. Yeah. And, and you, like things got it, moved every time. Yeah. It's about layering. It's about pulling back layers of the onion. Like, um, I, I have been, through... I totally diverted the conversation with self-promotion. Sorry. That's Jay. That's okay. Fault, thanks Jaylo. It's okay though because we're gonna we're gonna talk about actual shadow work, <laughs> so that's okay. Oh, good. <laughs> right? Yeah. So like, I I have been through a significant amount of um, therapy and trauma therapy for different things that I have experienced in this lifetime and probably past lifetime, but this lifetime definitely. And um, uh, the reason why I've gone back for multiple sessions is because we're continuing to pull back more layers of the onion, um, and. Um, yeah, like, especially if you've got stuff that's 
really intense or really deeply seated or you've never looked at it before one session isn't going to be like one and done it's it, you're never done doing shadow work if you ever meet someone that says yeah i've done my shadow work i'm done doing that i don't need any more of that run away <laughs> run so here's away. what i would say let me make a, a small addendum to that run because away. one one session could be enough in terms of sessions with me but sure, continuing yes. your shadow work We'll have to continue from there. The one session won't be yeah. that like, no, you're fixed. But I yeah, did have, yeah. you know, I had uh, somebody in a few months ago get a session with me. I didn't really know how it went because they didn't, uh, they weren't on the phone or on the camera during the session. They just texted me a little bit and I was on the line. They could hear me, but like, I couldn't really communicate with them. They were in another country. And oh. Uh, a few months later, they asked me if I knew how the they messaged me and asked if I knew how the results of their session went. And I was like, I'd love to find out. And they told me that a specific pain that they'd had in their body for a long, long time up to that point was resolved after the one session and cool. that the suicidal ideations had ceased for months ever since our session. But I believe wow. this individual started doing other work on themselves after the session so the yeah. momentum carried forward of the mindset shift and the energy body change. Yeah. So one session can make a big difference, but mm -hmm. multiple sessions can also make a big difference. It's like, how do you yes. want to do your shadow work? Keep doing it one way or another, yeah. or preferably several ways. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So like personally, I am, uh, uh, I have a tendency to, um, not stay on top of doing my like body work that I need to be doing. So I am harping really hard on something that I have to really pay attention to this year. So like, oh, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm also very sun. My, my shadow work is largely <laughs> lift heavy weights, like <laughs> lift heavy shit, <laughs> climb <laughs> rock walls, things like that actually is a huge psychological help to me. You know, actually climbing, 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 climbing too. I love climbing. Climbing, yeah, climbing's great. Craps, crops, crops, Cl whatever. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, say, say bag. Bag. You you'd kind of do it. Canadian people say bag. A boot, like, a like, boot, like bagel. Bag, bag, bagel. But we say down here we say bag, bag. But you guys say bag. Yeah, it's hard for you. I know it is. <laughs> about I love the boot? you Canadians. Whoa. Anyway, anyway, I, I just totally I'm, you off I'm, course. Yeah, that's okay. I'm saving up for grounding mats and supplies for earth pipes personally because, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> oh yeah, earthing mats are cr are clutch. I have one under my feet right Pro now. Process, process. Yeah, it's process. I think that's process. Fuck you. <laughs> but it could be process. I'm, that was not as bad because, like, you would say proceed. Or proceed. proceed. I don't know. This is hard. <laughs> roof. Uh, roof. Yeah, we say that the same. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god! So what guys. were we talking about? Uh, you're honest and Taurus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No wonder we got all in the woods because it's uh, we're off in the bush, it's, right? It's crazy energy. It's crazy energy. Seriously. Um, I honestly, I, I feel like people that haven't been doing work 
um, on themselves and on detoxing and on getting healthy are going to have a bad year, um, especially if they have willingly or been coerced into poisoning themselves. And I think anybody that has been doing really, really heavy duty work on reversing that, fixing that, or just overall just doing detox work will have a, a way better year. And that's just, that's just kind of how I feel about that. Um, Technically yeah, serious, true every year, time. but even extra. That's technically true every year. Right <laughs> oh my God. Yes, it's true I'm every just year. Saying, it's technically <laughs> always a good time to cleanse and clean your body temple. But, oh, shit. but there's like, you know, but, they're coming on strong right now. And yeah. they're like about to flip Fuck. on the extra 5G death rays and all that shit. Although that got <laughs> delayed. They were going to do it on the mystical 1 6 Capital Riot anniversary, but it didn't work out. They got blocked. Right. Seriously. Yeah. The yeah. But the uh, like, grounding mm, is a big wait. deal. Like, so you can get grounding mats that you can have mm -hmm. in the house that plug into the ground socket of a wall. And yeah, you, like my feet are on a grounding mat right now. I'm in front That's of all awesome. this heavy duty tech that is putting off all kinds of crazy, dirty electricity, but I got my shoe guide on. Nice. I do a lot of work to boost my auric field and keep my electricity strong. And my feet are grounded. Nice. right now so i feel like it definitely mitigates the negative effects of the tech but even still like you know what, i don't have my blue light blocking shades on that probably has a lot to do with why you come off so grounded and calm on stream well i meditate every day that helps too <laughs> <laughs> i spend time at my altar and give thanks for life every day there you go oh and davin yeah. says he's been taking reishi and chaga chaga hey, is the shit it is so nice. good like i've been doing chaga as an alternative to chugging extra coffee still doing nice. some coffee don't get me wrong but chaga is like now my thing instead of the third fourth fifth sixth through tenth cups of coffee in a day chaga mm -hmm. it's really good yeah anyway it's like the strongest antioxidant ever that's awesome yeah i uh i recently tried a um a cordyceps tincture um Oh yeah. Yeah, and um it was it was excellent. I would need to try it for longer, for maybe 2 or 3 months to really 100% see what kind of a difference it made, but it definitely helped like with my asthma and with a few other things. It was like it's pretty nice. Since but, we're on Vibrant, is it okay if I say that since last time you were on here, your energy seems clearer and stronger? Hey, cool. Nice. I can tell that like I can tell you've been doing a lot of work on your health for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh Pluto going through my first house. I don't have a choice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck. During my Saturn return, I don't have a choice. <laughs> well, you do have a choice, but it just doesn't go well yeah. if you choose poorly. Yeah, the choice is or die. That's the choice. Or die. <laughs> Not actually, but like probably. But anyway, um <laughs> the real but... like to me to me personal alchemy is about getting all the components of your body in place and in the right proportion, you know, like yeah. all the nutrients, macro, micro. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. The more the more the more I learn, um, and the more I listen to people like Ben Balderson and like what a genius and like Clive or like uh, Mr. Wiseman, George Wiseman, the more I'm like, wow, it really is all about 
getting the body working properly. It really is. Um, yeah. George so, was anyway. so good. That was such a good show. I have one more thing to go over for the year. Cool. Let's do it. I'm going to try to wrap up within about 15 minutes to start the flow state. Okay. But we'll we'll okay. see. We'll see. I'll I'll speed through this last slide. You, you've been a great vibranter. Like, we haven't even needed a call in. Uh, yeah, it's because I did so much fucking research. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this has been I a really sat- good one. I Saturned it, okay? I Saturned it. You Earth signed it, yeah, for sure. Taurus Cap Cap did it. (laughs) Taurus, I called you incorrectly a Cap in the show description, but you're double Moon and Rising Cap, so it's basically true. Stellium North Node Moon Rising, yeah, yeah, it's mostly yeah, it's fine, it's good, it's not incorrect. So anyway, next our last slide, or do I have one last slide? The slideshow you sent me ended there. Okay, no, that's fine. So I'm just going to talk really briefly about Jupiter in Aries because half the year Jupiter will be in Aries. So anytime a planet moves into Aries, it's the beginning of a new cycle, right? Because Aries is the first, they're the leader, right? So um, regardless of your personal Jupiter position, this is the beginning of a new cycle. Um, And since Jupiter represents, okay, so Jupiter is philosophers, right? But as I said before, it's also the courts, the generals, those kinds of leaders too. So on one level, I think many of us will be inspired in our personal lives to just change or begin something new um, over the course of this next year, or just be inspired to take action on things that we've been thinking about for quite a while. Um, I think that we'll see major shifts from people that are finding inspiration and finding joy in the relationship. Uh, like we're gonna, sorry, uh, I got lost in my notes. So we're gonna, we're gonna see the shift from people like finding joy in their relationship with the divine and stillness and like meditation and solitude and things like that to finding joy in their body moving. So you see what I mean there? Because we're going from Pisces, which is all about the spiritual and the solitude and the quiet time, to Aries, movement, an explosion of movement, being in the body, being in the physical. So I think that's It's going to be like really a total beautiful. flip your couch around moment because yes, we're going I think from it's... the feet to the head. We're going from the bottom to the top, up only. Dude! Oh my god, right before we came on, I pulled some tarot cards and I pulled um holy shit, I pulled a uh, hangman reversed. That's it. <laughs> Yo, dude. Okay, I didn't even think of how that connected until just now. Shit. I thought it was co- well, okay, it was also calling me out because I wanted to play video games. It was like, don't you dare, but <laughs> what have you been playing? Anything oh good? god no no i've been playing minecraft <laughs> oh that's terrible <laughs> i know <laughs> don't do that Stop. don't judge me <laughs> play something cool if you're gonna play oh shit I've but been anyway playing the new halo game and the mm. it's really not that good it's too bad i was gifted it for christmas and so you know i gotta finish the fight the, for the sixth sixth time that's <laughs> halo six technically it was really like seven uh, anyway that's a huge digression that's okay fucking video games anyway yeah i've been playing a shitty video game um but yeah <laughs> uh okay it's okay if it brings you joy then you know i'm sure you'll enjoy watching it again during your past life review 
<laughs> consequences <laughs> uh yeah i'm uh i'm take, talking to myself right there there will be a lot oh, of fast forwarding through my past life review in my 20s and teenage years yeah i yeah anyway um <laughs> i think we'll see when when jupiter goes into aries i think we'll see that there will be different things come to light that were hidden because we're moving even more so. Well, it'll be like, not that the, I think it'll be like that we can see more clearly. Yeah. It's the optic thalamus with the Aries. Yeah. We're expanding, yeah. opening the higher mind with that yeah. tr uh, transit. Um, expanding I also, the higher mind. <clears throat> nice. I also feel like this will be a huge factor for um, justice court system type things to move forward regarding protecting bodily autonomy since aries is the body there you go that's and, my prediction you know, ruled by mars ready to fight fight about it and defend exactly when does slick wants to know when jupiter enters aries he's going to dance in and out right and go back to pisces yeah i've uh, there's a slide on that i know May but i already closed it <laughs> tell me from memory I'll god find, damn it I'll find May, may 10th may 10th he goes into aries right into may wow 10th. she's okay. got the data on the brain and when he comes back out uh october <laughs> so he's in aries until october and then goes back into pisces until december and then is in is back in aries by the december boom from memory your bitches. Saturned it again. <laughs> yep. Cool, man. That's going to be... Yeah. May's going to be cool. May's going to be interesting. Yep. And then if you, like, look at that with um, the Pluto dates, like, the first Pluto hit is February. Second Pluto hit is July. July 10th, I think. Yeah, July. So, July, that second Pluto hit happens right before... Uh, Jupiter turns retrograde. So that's really interesting. That's very interesting. Mm, yeah. So it's like Jupiter moves into Aries. Pluto hits the second one and it's like Pluto retrograde. So it's like. It's going to be like we're on a fucking yo yo. It's like it's revealing. Pisces to Aries to Pisces <laughs> oh again and then back to Aries. That's literally a yo yo from the top of your head to your feet. Fuck. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. You will want to be buckled up for that. It's like those moonshot yeah. rides where it's like phew, shoots yeah. you straight up a tower and then you fall. Yeah, yeah, like the zipper or whatever. Yeah, that's it was. It's called the zipper here. Yeah. So you got some memes for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I did. I oh, we got memes. They loaded us up. I might skip a few, but we'll look at some. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to say, like, if um, when you're looking at transits and you're trying to determine how it's going to affect your chart basically what you need to do is find where the transit is happening in the chart so like for example the north node taurus conjunctions happening at 18 degrees of taurus then you would open up your birth chart and look up where 18 degrees of taurus is there is there are a few like a few free websites where you can actually just pull up your birth chart and the transits at the same time so you can visually see it. But um, yeah, I'm open to answering questions about how to kind of like look at that and um, 
I'm also no, available people need for to readings. Pay you. They, they need to just hire you for readings, but we can take <laughs> a question or two in the chat. Yeah. Well, no, one no, or two, no, how, anyway. how are they going to get a hold of you for personal chart readings? So if you're on Telegram, my Telegram is <clears throat> Canadian Eagle 1221. You can contact me through, I'm actually, I'm always in Chances Group, so you can find me there. Um, you can also email me at, uh, actually the very first slide has my information. Thank you. Yes, you can email Already me. Already on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, PK Burkana. wants to know, Kaylee reads in tropical, tropical. astrology. Tropical. And we're yeah. probably not even going to crack into that can of worms as to why. It just is what it is. It is but, what know, it is, baby. You know, ask on Telegram. Maybe you'll get a conversation <laughs> out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and, worth, you know, um, it's worth having your own reasons why you want to do one or mm -hmm. the other for sure. Mm -hmm, totally. Yeah. And I, honestly, I encourage people to explore both. My very first reading that I got for myself was from a sidereal astrologer. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I never felt like the sidereal really worked for me because in, in sidereal, I'd be a Sagittarius ascendant with a, uh, sorry, an Aries sun. And I am not a Sagittarius ascendant at all. <laughs> that does not work for me. Yes, I'm bright and bubbly, but not 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 like Sag. Um, anyway, so yeah, and then I, I do have a I do have a YouTube channel that I haven't really been posting on very much, but that's how you find me, folks. I don't have a website yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a you know good goal for upcoming year. Yeah, I would love to offer my help, but I have too many side projects. <laughs> I'm well, I'm having a lot of whatever. trouble saying like not being like, hey, I can do this project. Want to hire me when I've already got so much to do? <laughs> okay, let's look at a few memes. So we've got a few minutes left and then we're going to go on to the, I'm going to take a short break and then I'll launch the <laughs> flow state because um, I'm hosting both tonight, even though I should probably be doing side projects. <laughs> but I want to doodle and talk to my friends longer. That's hilarious, okay. Chance. Scorpio. <laughs> Yeah, it, <laughs> you just got to see that one. I'm not reading it. Oh, yeah. this one's good. Pisces, after being <laughs> mean to someone and feeling bad about it. How am I sensitive and a bitch at the same time? <laughs> Accurate. Okay, let me see. Oh, okay, the next one is a, a video clip from uh, Jenny B posted this. All the way up. Hashtag goat. I got to turn the sound on. I'm all the way up. Mm, 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 mm. They don't want us to win. They want to finish us. They want us broke. They want us miserable. They don't want us to be blessed up. They don't want us all the way up. So what we're going to do is be all the way up. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. All the way up. Facts. I'm into it. That's what we're yep. doing. <laughs> Virgo, Capricorn, and Taurus. This is so true. <laughs> I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. Facts. <laughs> I got to send that to my sister. She's a Virgo. Oh, she's uh, so Virgo. Yes, that's perfect. I think she's a Cap Moon, too. You probably know. You did her chart. She's not a Cap Moon, but that's okay. She's Cap something. Cap's, Cap uh, Ascendant. Maybe I'm totally off. Anyway, <laughs> Valentine's Day is a scam invented by Scorpios, so people would have sex and make more Scorpios. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, oh, oh god that's a good one that's a good one okay like i don't even know what i'm getting into with these i have not pre-screened <laughs> them past this point so good luck guys. perfect perfect <laughs> <laughs> that's me oh god me looking at them bae mom what time was i born <laughs> it's like gonna determine whether or not we continue dating yeah seriously so though funny. <laughs> <laughs> Good Spider-Man double meme. Meeting someone with your sun, moon, rising combo, but in a different order. That's great. That's funny. When you read your birth chart for the first time and suddenly everything makes sense. <laughs> good old That's Charlie me. meme. Oh, God. Charlie Day. What a good man. Okay. <laughs> Always Sunny's. Uh, I feel like I want to pre-screen them, but they're probably fine. We'll just go with it. Don't pre-screen them. They're fine. <laughs> when someone tells you they don't believe in astrology. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did yeah mm -hmm. i don't think you need to believe in it it's just interesting to it's a good conversation topic though uh slick <laughs> says kaylee you're just awesome thanks for all the work you totally sat into that shit. yes thank you gabriel that means a lot coming from you good sir you <laughs> you sat in a lot of shit, okay i'm impressed <laughs> yeah he's wise as fuck. yeah adding people you went to high school on social media nah adding complete strangers <laughs> that are into astrology yeah that's telegram <laughs> right <laughs> i wouldn't know i don't know what it's like to be an aquarius i always thought they were aliens and they seem a lot of them seem kind of calm anyway yeah because they're funny. so detached <laughs> they don't even have like, the their heart doesn't even work right <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice <laughs> <laughs> no, there. I love my Aquarius friends. My brother-in-law is the coolest Aquarius ever. That makes no sense. Well, it would if you were smarter. <laughs> yeah, that makes me think of Sagittarius, as I know. That's a good That's one. That's funny. When you think of the perfect comeback where the argument was a month ago. <laughs> Taurus. <laughs> yep, that's me like the next day. I'm like, fuck, too late. When I'm giving my own advice and I start to feel advised by my own advice. Yeah, my Mercury is in Pisces and my Venus is and my sun's right on the edge of it. So like, this is my life. Uh, always advising and I'm like, man, maybe this is, I'm the one that needs to hear this. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, the Taurus dilemma. I'm hungry, but I have to move, but I hate to move. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you get people to bring you the food. Hello. So if, if people are wondering where these memes <laughs> came from, we have a vibrant call-in line where people dumped a bunch of astrology memes on us today. Like sometimes yes. we don't get much before the show. This time we were loaded. I we asked for them. This one. It's true. It's true. We're <laughs> getting ready to act normal at work. <laughs> Poor Aquarius. See, that's I don't think I you're aliens, about. Aquarius. <laughs> in a good way. They just they just know shit. They're really good at things. They do just know shit. And we got Snake hey, Jones doing his hey. living compost. That's cool. This is Snake Jones. If anyone didn't know what he looked like, look at that handsome he's Leo devil. Nice. He's getting all touristy up in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's homesteading level, high level at this point. Like Hell yeah. High level awesome. homesteader. Fuck yeah. He went in all, he like went all in on it. And he's a huge inspiration. We need to talk to him more on the air on my, my channel. My cheeks are hurting from smiling this whole two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Good problem to have. Okay, well, that's it for the stuff in the call-in line. Thanks for everyone that shared stuff. Kaylee, thanks for coming on.
Um, that was fun. That uh, was everyone fun. definitely thinks you killed it. They're saying so all over. Um, also, reality cool. check says so and Rockfin. This was I a cool. really good time. Uh, we're going to do Flow State in a few minutes. So if you watch out on the channel, it'll be linked in the Telegram groups too. But if you watch out on my channel or the... I'm going to try to also cast it to the Weaving Spiders channel because I got possibly what I need to do that. But if not, it's definitely going to be here on the Interverse YouTube and Interverse Rockfin. So after a brief intermission for me to like stand up, go to the bathroom, get more tea, whatever, get my drawing supplies, then we're going to do Flow State, which is where we hang out, we read stuff to each other, we work on art, we try to put our cameras on the art, we invite lots of people on stage at once, and we hang out. We're going to do that for a couple of hours. Not as long as they usually go if I'm hosting because I got a lot of clients and interviews tomorrow. So I do need to sleep, but we're going to do some. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get some flow state on. Kaylee, thanks for coming on. I highly encourage everybody to get into her email, uh, send her a message on Telegram, whatever, and see if you can get a chart reading. I'm sure you can. She's really good at it especially thorough. Like you saw how into the slideshow she got preparing this. She will definitely Saturn that shit on your personal I'll chart. I'll Capricorn that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah. So thanks for coming on the second Vibrant. We'll do it again. I'm sure, you know, call in any week that you want. And you guys are awesome. Snake Jones says more Kaylee, please. Yeah, we Aww. love you. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> Awesome. Th thank you, Chance. It was an honor. I appreciate you very much. Yeah. And thanks for the tips over there on Rockfin, Nick and Christine. Very much yeah. appreciated. I went back right. to read the comments. You guys are hilarious. Oh my god. Maybe I'll play us out yeah. with uh <laughs> with I'm all the way up. We talked about Pisces so much. We talked about Pisces so much. Here we go. Okay. This is from that same YouTube video. Classical music for zodiac signs. This is the the Fantasia Improvisio 66 by Chopin. Beautiful. All right. Thank Bye, you. everybody.